We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Jesus always said, Fear not. On every occasion that he appeared to his disciples after he rose from the dead, almost every occasion, he said, Fear not. Fear not. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. I don't even believe in heart trouble. Jesus said, don't let it be trouble. Now, if he said, don't let it be trouble, you can keep it from being trouble. You understand what we say? Now, see, there was something wrong here in Job's life. Now, follow us a little bit over to chapter 6. Now, notice Job is saying, deliver me from the enemy's hand. Now, he's figured out it's the devil and not God. But he's calling him the mighty. And look at the next verse. Teach me and I'll hold my tongue. Now he found out his tongue had something to do with it. Teach me and I'll hold my tongue. Cause me to understand wherein I've erred. So now he's admitted I've missed it somewhere. How forcible are right words. So he says words had something to do with it. Now take this in the Old Testament. Compare it with the things that Jesus said. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart. Now, you see, I'm not saying that Job was evil because the Bible said he was a righteous man or a perfect and upright man. Now, you have to understand that the word there in perfect does not mean perfect as we know perfect today. It means he was a sincere man. That's what that word means, sincere, see. And because of a lack of understanding sometimes of the Hebrew word there, we get the idea that he was exactly perfect so he couldn't have missed it. So God had to do it to him because he didn't miss anything. But you see, Job admitted. He said, the thing of greatly feared had come upon me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, yet trouble came. When Proverbs says, if you trust in the Lord and these things, then when you lay down, your sleep would be sweet. And you'd be quiet from fear of evil. Now, you notice then that he's decided there are some things that are wrong. We'll not go into all of the things that Job accused God of, but if you do a study of the book of Job, you'll find out it's just exactly like Dake said, there's 74 accusations that were false accusations that he made. And then go with me over to the 42nd chapter of Job, verse 1. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not. Now, notice what Job said. I've uttered that that I understood not. In other words, he said, I've uttered some things I didn't even understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, and now my eye seeth thee. Wherefore, I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. Now, that's what Job said. He said, I've flat missed it. Now, that's just Arkansas English for what he said. I've flat missed it. I've learned some things that I didn't know. I thought I knew this thing, but I didn't know it. And then you'll notice God said to him, verse 8, Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks, he's talking to Job's comforter, and uh, seven rams, and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept, 
lest I deal with you after your folly, in that ye have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job. In other words, Job said, I've just flat missed it. And these Job's comforters, they had missed it as much as Job had, but they hadn't admitted it. Now notice verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Now that's what God did for Job. How many of you have ever heard people talking about the blessing that God did for Job? You hardly ever heard of that. In fact, I never heard it mentioned until I got under the word of faith message. They always talked about what God did to take away from Job. In fact, some individuals gave me a set of tapes from a certain individual that had taught a series. And it was called God's Bulldozer Series. And I started listening to it one day at the dinner table while we were eating and my daughter Annette was there. And she got up and turned it off. She said, I'll not eat at the same table if you're going to listen to that. And we ended up thanking the fellow very much but giving his tapes back to him. It started off like this. Job had everything going good for him, but God sent his spiritual bulldozers in and bulldozed down everything that Job had. And he'll do you the same way to make you humble. Now, you know, a fellow like that needs to be taken by seven or eight the biggest deacons out to the riverbank, strapped to a tree, pray for him in tongues all night long. <laughs> he really does. I mean, he needs help and needs it bad. <laughs> no, what God did for Job was give him twice what he ever had. See, the Bible says you have to recover yourself out of the snare of the devil. We're subject to missing it. We've all missed it at times. It's not a crime to miss it, but it's a crime and a sin not to admit you've missed it and get it right, see. Like Job did. Job said, I just flat missed it and I've uttered things that I didn't know what I was talking about. And I repent. And when he did, why, God gave him twice what he ever had. But you see, the most predominant thing we've heard about Job was the classic thing that he said, the Lord hath given and the Lord hath taken away. But you see, that was just Job's assessment of the thing. It wasn't true at all. See, we can find that out, but Job couldn't for a while. It took him a while to understand. See, we can learn some things. This is why the Bible is profitable for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. See, God is a good God. Now, you'll have to admit that under the Old Covenant, see, there's things happened under the Old Covenant that wouldn't happen under the New Covenant. There's some reason for that. Now, we're going to get into some of those things in some of the other sessions because there's some very valid things in that. You see, under the Old Covenant, there was no intercessor. God had no man to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. But I'll tell you, we've got a man today. Jesus is our intercessor. So you see, it's the same God, all right, in the old covenant as he is the new covenant. But you see, he's operating under different rules. See, the Bible says God changes not. Now see, if you're not careful, though, you'll take that. That's a truth, and try to make the truth out of it. And say, well, God always does things the same. No, God doesn't always do things the same. The Bible never did say that. 
But you see, you'd think that's what it said because, you know, if you said God changed his not, said, well, you know, if God had all these people killed under the old covenant, you know, and all these bad things happened, told Joshua to kill all the people, you know, in Jericho, why then God's still the same. Yeah, God's still the same, but he's operating under different rules. We're under grace now, not under the old covenant, not under the law, see. They had a limited righteousness under that. And you have to realize the reason for the destruction of those cities under the old covenant is that the human race was polluted. Satan had set out to pollute the lineage, the stock that Jesus was to come from. And God had to stop it. It had to be stopped. They were defiled from their hearts. There were races of giants in the land. Now, I know we get into some things about the giants that is kind of controversial. But now, there was something supernatural about the giants. Normal people don't give birth to giants. They never have. If they had, they would still be doing it today. It was the stock of Satan and it entered into the earth. And it was to pollute the stock and to stop Jesus from coming to the earth. And God had to stop it. Now, see, that'll answer some questions for you, some of the things that happened under the old covenant. And see, people try to drag that stuff over into the new covenant and say, well, yeah, God's a good God, but what about all these people that got killed back there? And he told Joshua to do all this and all. You see, you've got to understand that there's a different situation today. That's why Jesus had such a hard time of convincing people that the loving Heavenly Father, he came preaching a God of love, and all they knew was a God of fiery wrath that would burn you up in a minute, man. If you got out from under that covenant and allow things to come, and see, they had to allow them to come because it was written in the Word. I mean, it was put out. God had His Word out there. And when they got out there from under that covenant, then those things had to happen. God had no choice. I mean, it wasn't that God was doing it. It's like telling the fellow, you know, don't walk out the back door out here. Because, you see, there's a circus train wrecked and there's five hungry lions out the door there. They haven't eaten in seven days. <laughs> now, don't go out there because they're hungry. And somebody says, I'm going to go see. <laughs> you may see all right, but you're not coming back. <laughs> then they go out there and get eaten by a lion. They say, look what Brother Caps did. He got that fella killed. Oh, no, I just told him he's out there and told him don't go. And he went out there and got eat up. Wasn't my fault. You see, that's how God got blamed for the things in the old cup. Well, they're holding up them signs again. I can't believe the time's gone, but I guess it is. Get ready. We're going to continue on rightly dividing the word. We're going to kick over some more sacred cows, and we're going to deal with some subjects that will answer some more questions for you. Now, some of you say, well, you cleared up some spider webs out of my head. Well, come on back. We're going to kill the spider. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer this week has been offer number 7123, What About Job? More people have had a question about Job probably than any other subject in the Bible. Single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. You see that Job 
tore the hedge down with fear. Fear will tear the hedge down. Uh, Ecclesiastes states that he that breaketh the hedge, a serpent shall bite him. The very accusation that Satan brought against God said, you've hedged Job about on every side and I can't get to him. But he broke the hedge down. Now, in Job chapter 3, Job makes this statement in verse 25. For the thing which I have greatly feared has come upon me. Now, you need to understand this. The thing you fear may come upon you also. Because fear attracts whatever you're afraid of. It's the negative form of faith. So he said, the thing I've greatly feared has come upon me. He didn't just fear, he was highly developed in it. And that which I was afraid of has come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Now this is the formula for defeat and troubles and problems with the enemy. To say, I'm not in safety. I don't have any protection, and I don't rest. I worry and fret about everything, and then I complain and talk about the troubles that are coming. That's a formula for defeat. Then in chapter 6, in verse 23, he said, Oh, deliver me from the enemy's hand, and redeem me from the hand of the mighty. Now, he's calling the devil the mighty one. Teach me, and I'll hold my tongue. Cause me to understand wherein I have erred. How forcible are right words. Now, that's important. Teach me and I'll hold my tongue. Now he's found out his tongue had something to do with it. I'll tell you what, folks, you need this. It'll be a blessing to you, and you know 10 people that need to hear it. Well, that's offer number 7123. What about Job? Single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Offer number 7123. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Couch reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.